Well, to say I'm a little bit pissed off to start off the podcast this week is a bit of an understatement. Well, where do I start? I don't know. If I had her, seriously, I'd be pulling it out. So guys of the Murami Podcast, welcome back to another Unleashed version, episode 5. Hope everybody out there is doing well this week, even though the weather is a little bit crap here in the UK, but hope you're having a good week anyway guys. Me personally, uh, since the last time I spoke to you last Tuesday, I'll be totally honest with you, um, being a, I've had a pretty shit two days. Um, <laughs> we're going to start, it's been unbelievable guys. Um but a lot, a lot to talk about today and a couple of questions I've got picked out already for the podcast here today. Um, we've got a lot to get through. So yes, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Murami Podcast, Unleashed, episode 5. Before we go any further in today's episode, I want to obviously do about the call the housekeeping, where I'd like to uh, get all the uh, the plugs out of the way before I continue on with the uh, the show. Um, if you're new to the Moor Army podcast, you're checking us out here for the first time on Apple Music or iTunes, I still like to call it, um, Spotify, or here on YouTube. Um, thank you very much for joining the Moor Army podcast for the first time. If you are new to the Moor Army, um, don't forget to check out our following sources to get in touch with the show. You can send us an email, which a lot of you do on a regular basis, to talk about anything you would like on the podcast, any suggestions, anything at all you'd like to get in touch with us about, drop us an email. Podcast at yahoo.com um, if you'd like to contact us via social media which is probably a lot of you do regularly um, you can contact us um, on the Moor Army YouTube channel uh, Facebook page if you drop a like on that page be so kind also if you want to talk to me personally on Instagram official Matthew Moor which is on there as well and if you want to go and check out all our YouTube channels which obviously has started well before this podcast has started uh, the main one, which is the Moor Army YouTube channel, which is closely creeping up to nearly seven years on YouTube, which is insane. Uh, check out Moor Army YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, check out all our daily vlogs and more. Also, Redman Football Ventures, which is on YouTube as well. And also, I didn't give him a plug last week and he's not very happy about it. My son wanted me to give a plug of his channel, Lewis Moor on YouTube as well. Subscribe to all the channels, guys. Would appreciate it. Really would. And it's pretty much it. Oh, I, the main one. <laughs> I always keep to forget this every week. Honestly, this is the last few days has been guys have been hectic. Um, yes, the main one, which is the website, which you can go and get all your Moor Army podcast merch, Moor Army YouTube channel merch, Lewis Moor gaming merch, and you can check out all the videos from all the channels. You can check out all our social media photographs we post regularly, and it's like a basically a Moor Army hub, which is moorarmy.co.uk. Um, still. <laughs> and the rings for stripping me as well the new merch isn't even out yet as well which I'm hoping to get out before the end of the weekend I've been on the phone, I've been on emails murarmy.co.uk for all your merch and more so guys today's podcast was supposed to be a lot different to what it is but thanks to our wonderful local repair team from who fixed local gas boilers that is not happening today 
Now, the last time I spoke to you is about these interviews that I was supposed to do, and I'm sure you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, he's bullshitted us again, he's lied to us about getting these interviews, blah, blah, blah. Here's the story. Over the last day or two since I last spoke to you, I've spoken to the people who are in charge of the nearby uh, shopping mall, supermarket, place, shopping centre, whatever you want to call it, and I've been given the green light to go into all the stores, speak to managers, staff, people on the streets, whatever, which I was supposed to do yesterday, Wednesday, for today's podcast, which drops on a Thursday. Um, but before that, guys, a few days beforehand, our gas boiler in our house decided to go tits up. Now, when I say it's not like completely knackered or anything like that, but the problem is when you switch it on for water, not a problem. When you go to switch it on for heating, not working. The buttons are not working on the, on the actual boiler. What you need to do is actually go physically behind the back of the boiler, switch it off and reset it, and then reset it again from the inside, which I was told when we had our daily, we get our, our boiler tested every year and checked the maintenance as well, um, that I was not allowed to do that because apparently it can break the boiler. Uh, there is a, a reset button on the actual boiler where you can change it that way to reset, say for example you're running a gas and you're putting your new gas and you need to reset the boiler obviously to feed the gas back into the box again but that's the only way it's actually working so I thought to myself, I am not taking an opportunity here of wrecking a thousand pound gas box for me to get charged, I build a thousand pound for this to be fixed so I rang them, the people, necessary people and they were supposed to come out on Tuesday afternoon which they didn't do called them yesterday morning What's what's the crack basically? And they were like, "Yeah, it'll be out between one and five today, sir." That's you booked in. I thought, right, okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to go and do these interviews today, but if if they get here before five, I can maybe nip over in mid afternoon, jump in, grab two or three interviews for the podcast, come back home, get them edited, put it into the podcast for today. And did they turn up? Hell no, they turned up. Sitting here at four o'clock yesterday afternoon with Tony. I'm, I'm sitting there talking about it to Tony because Tony called around his daughter and it was like, right, I need to get this podcast, I need to get these interviews done, so what am I supposed to do here? So, what I done was then I, <laughs> this is the thing that really annoys me, I rang them again and I said to them, right, what what's the crack here? You know, you're supposed to come out between one and five, it's night 20 to five and there's still nobody here. Is he on his way or what? Oh yes, he's on his way, we'll get, okay, we call back probably in the next half an hour or so to arrange time. I says, right, okay, cool. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, right, okay, half an hour passed, nearly an hour passed, Tony was away, and I'm thinking to myself, right, these interviews are not going to happen today. I'll even try and nip out Thursday, first thing Thursday morning and try and grab them. And the next minute, still nothing, so I rang the, uh, the number again. It then put me through to their out of hours because their offices were closed at five o'clock as they say in their post little message. So anyway, I speak to this, this girl, and I says, listen, what's the situation here? They were supposed to come out the last two days. They haven't borrowed their backside coming out. What is going on here? You know, it's getting cold. I don't want to break this boiler. The heating's not working correctly. It needs to be repaired. Get your ass out here now and fix this for me. You've been promising me for two days. You've booked me in, supposedly, to these two time slots. Oh, sir, there's nothing we can do now because you're booked in with, with uh, the daytime team who have now booked you in with the contractor. There's nothing we can do. I'm so sorry, but yeah, um, you're going to need to ring them first thing in the morning. And I just went, are you fucking for serious, woman? 
I'm like, are you for real? Like, really? You've been me away for two full days. Now you're telling me you got a ring in the morning again. Are you insane? Like, really? What? Why can't you just... Like, well, as far as we're concerned, the contractors are closed. Well, then why did your staff tell me at like four o'clock today or half four, whatever time it was, that they were coming between one of... Uh, were originally, sorry, earlier on today. Coming between one and five... Two days in a row, then when I ring at four o'clock, we're supposed to bring me back at half an hour, which is never bother their ass. I'm still sitting here, things to do, and you're making me sit here like a complete jackass waiting for these people who don't even want to turn up in the first place. So anyway, okay, wasn't that girl's fault, fair enough. End of the call. First thing this morning, what do I do? 9 a.m. this morning, I ring them up and go, okay, right, here's the situation. Told him, well, I ran through him again. The girl who I spoke to this morning was actually a little bit cheeky about it. And I was like, hang on here a second. I, I, I. See, this is the thing, guys. I don't like being cheeky on phone calls. I've worked in call centers. I've worked in places of working in the public eye and stuff like that there. And at the end of the day, the way it might be is, if you're going to even ask my kids, ask my family, or ask anybody, even if I go into any public setting, I know a person has a job to do. I've done it before myself, working in the public eye and stuff like that there. And the worst thing you can do is go up to a person who you expect them to help you and give them attitude. Now, if they're unhelpful and they're nasty to you and they're complete dicks to you, different story, then you got to obviously up your game and stuff. You know, but I always, no matter where I am in a public sector, for example, you all know guys, if you watch my YouTube channel, I travel quite a lot, I'd stay in hotels, I do all these different things all, all, all the time. And even when I'm out doing a bit of shop, and I always say, thank you very much, I appreciate it. Thank you, have a good day. Even Lewis, I've even drilled it into Lewis and Brooke to this day. Anytime you see my kids in a shop, anywhere at all, or anything that they're, Lewis always ends the sentence by saying, thank you very much, have a good day. Now, if you're nice to people, that's absolutely fine. But if you're going to be a dick about it, then obviously I'm going to challenge you on it. I'm not going to be a complete ass about it, like, but I'm going to obviously challenge you about it. But this girl this morning just had a rotten attitude. I don't know why she had a bad night or whatever, but I tried to be nice to her to the point that she just started getting really cheeky. I and mean, I was like, hang on a second here. I mean, listen, I'm sitting here all for the next last two days waiting. You know what I mean? And I almost didn't go to football on Tuesday night because of it. Which... Was a fucking nightmare. I ended up not miss, almost missing my left to go to football the other night, and it's like, what's the situation? The response I got: they'll be there any time today between nine and five o'clock. So as I am recording this podcast today, I am still sitting in my home, annoyed, pissed off a little bit. Waiting for this supposed gas man to come today. And the first thing I said there was, is he definitely going to come today? Or is he going to bullshit me again? I didn't use the word bullshit to her, like, but is he going to BS me again and not turn up? I understand these guys are busy. But I was made aware by them originally that there's, there's a booking schedule. And you're booked into a slot for to come out and uh, why book a customer into a space or an appointment? And then just don't turn up. Okay, I understand you can you can get held up and whatever else. That's fine. That's completely understandable. But I mean, this is considered as an urgent thing because at the end of the day, there's kids in the house and it's cold and the temperature's starting to drop. And you know, with the cost of electricity, the man, she even turned around and said to me, "Could you just use electric heaters?" And I'm like, "Are you fucking serious, woman?" I didn't swear at her, like, but I said, "Are you serious?" And me, at the end of the day, electricity prices at the minute are through the roof. 
and those electric heaters eat electric like putting water through a sieve. So, no. And But again, the bottom line is, they said they were coming out today between then and 5 o'clock. I'm recording this podcast this morning at 11am. So, whether they turn up today or not is another thing. But if they do, guys, here's the thing I'm going to do for you. And this is what I am going to do. If they turn up today, which they better, <laughs> or they're going to be getting another phone call, um, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to think, I just recorded the start of my vlog for today as well. Um, I said in the vlog today, guys, you want to go and watch it. I want to put it up eventually. I'm going to try and get those interviews either done today, tomorrow, or over the weekend. And I'm going to record another podcast to put it out. I know I'll say Tuesdays and Thursdays and stuff like that. But because I've promised you guys these interviews, I am going to try my damnedest to get another podcast recorded this weekend. I know I've got football on Saturday and I have a busy Saturday night coming up and, you know, I'm going to try my damnedest to get these interviews done because at the end of the day, I've been promising you and people have been even emailing me and saying they're looking forward to listening to the interviews and I've promised you I'm going to deliver those interviews. But again, I can't help the fact that my boiler decided to shit itself. <laughs> I think me getting my heating back on is a little bit more important. But again... I will deliver those interviews. I have promised you those interviews and I will get you those interviews, I promise. But, yeah, it hasn't been a very good two two days or so. And with the temperature dropping as well, which doesn't bloody help either, which is a friggin' nightmare. But, yeah, it's been one of those weeks where it's just like, oh, just when you think you're having a good night. Like, fair enough, I was a little bit annoyed about it on Tuesday, but I went to football on Tuesday night and... It was good to get away. Uh, I talked about the other day, guys, about Lewis not being well. He couldn't go to football the other night, obviously, because of his sore throat. Which, by the way, he's doing a lot better. Thank you for all your messages about that. Lottie's been messaging me about Lewis's and how he's getting on. And how's his throat and stuff like that there. He's, he's at school right now as we speak. And he's in high spirits. He's still got that old tickly cough thing that I had for about two weeks or so. But I said to him, Lewis, just take your medication that we were given and any throat loss and your thingies for your sweeties drink plenty of water and keep wrapped up on the right side and you'll be sweet so but he's doing all right he's doing a lot better um throat infection which sucks but again he's fine and i said to him you know by football on saturday you don't have to go and he's like oh dad i'll be there on saturday god love him he'll be there on saturday with his camera taking his pictures loving life as usual <laughs> you know what he's like he's mustard <laughs> but that's it guys it's been an absolute flipping nightmare the last day or so and I'm hoping this gas border gets fixed because if it doesn't I think I'm actually going to cry so I yeah. am but yes welcome back to the podcast some of your uh, uh, messages I want to read out later on today as well plus I know what they'd say last week about a new segment on the podcast called Jackass of the Week because I've been so busy I've decided I'm going to name the Jackass of the Week myself this week which I'm going to name later on in the podcast um what an absolute chaotic week it's been of here in the UK. Now, I know obviously people who listen to me outside the UK, uh, all I've seen this week on television is negativity. Negativity, more negativity, more negativity, more negativity. You know, and I had a big response to the podcast the other day when I was talking about the visor job uh, scandal. A lot of you have been getting in touch with me about that. I've seen more about that crap on the TV as well. All this bull crap about Liz Truss, the Prime Minister of the UK, you know, is she going to stay, is she going to go, I was even 
flicking through uh, the TV last night on the GB News and they were saying about Boris Johnson coming back as Prime Minister. I'm like, what is this world coming to? It's absolutely insane. I was talking about protesters the other day as well. See more of them Looney Tunes on the flipping telly last night. I was flipping through the channels. It was like, what are these people doing? Like, seriously, is this world going fucking mad? Like, honestly, it is going insane. People are going around supergluing them things, the things and it's arguing over the stupidest things. And people are just going bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. So they are. And do you know who I ran into last night, guys? I was out. Tony, as I said, called round. And he took me around to the shop. Or sorry, me and him around to the shop, sorry. Um, to get gas for the gas border. And before any of you trolls out there hit when I was talking about my gas border, every time I try and switch it on, yes, there is gas in it. Because there will be a fucking smart arse trying to come in and go, did you check there was enough units in your gas box, Matthew? Yes, there's plenty. There's always plenty in it. I like to keep it topped up. Because I've had a couple of smart arse comments over the last few days about my podcast and stuff like that, which has been automatically blocked. I love these people. They're just fucking morons. Um... Yes, around last night, I ran that wee lady again. I was telling you about the wee lady who said she doesn't put her heating on that often. I was telling you about it. I think it was last Thursday. I was telling you about her. Ran into her again, and I said, to her, "Are you still not putting your heating on?" She said, like, "Only when I need to." And I'm like, "Okay, so you don't actually put your heating on as much." I'm thinking, I need to get that lady for two minutes for an interview. Now it's not part of that big supermarket chain place over the road from me. It's an RV convenience store around the corner for me, and I'm thinking to myself, I could go and actually ask her for two minutes of her time for a wee interview. Because she's so pleasant and she speaks well. And I was telling her about the podcast, and you know, I was talking about, you know, cost of living crisis and things like that. And she was like, oh, really? Is there lots of people interested in it? I mean, yeah, there's loads. People wanting to get their comments in about it, saying how much it's going to cost them to live and how much, it, you know. And she was like, oh my goodness, mate, that's, that's unbelievable. The amount of people struggling. And I'm like, I oh, know. Tell me about it. Even my own parents are struggling because of it all. But it was nice running into her again. Still haven't got her name. But she's a nice lady. But as I said to you guys a couple minutes ago, I was flicking through the TV last night and the world's going absolutely mad. And then I was flicking through YouTube last night as well before I went to bed and I came across a couple of these American news channels and they were saying about this fucking COVID crap again. And they're forcing kids to get jabbed. I saw a story the other day and... This girl, who's a journalist, who gets a lot of heat, and to be quite honest with you, I don't think she should, because during the start of COVID, she was interviewing scientists and doctors and different people and stuff about COVID and about the jabs and about the vaccine, all this stuff here. And all these people who she interviewed, she ended up getting herself cancelled because of it all, because he's, she was called a conspiracy theorist and all this crap. And all the stuff that she brought out two years ago and all the people who she interviewed and all, is not happening. And I saw her on social media the other day Anna Breezy caller and she's getting so much grief from even BBC personalities are calling her a bad mum and saying she's terrible and these guys who work for the BBC I've spoken about them before I'm not going to speak about them anymore but I mean this girl's getting a lot of shit because of what she's, she's doing as a journalist and she was interviewing this woman uh, I think it was two or three days ago she put it up on, on, on social media and I came across it and I looked at it and went, oh my God, this girl, she says she's got an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old child. Well, they're not children anymore, obviously they're adults. But she uh, says that she's concerned. And Anna turned around and says, why is that? And she says, well, all the propaganda about the vaccine and all the crap about COVID and blah, blah, blah. 
you know, I'm concerned of my young kids, especially the 18-year-old, getting the vaccine. And Anna, Anna Breeze turned and said to her, why is that? And she said, because young ones shouldn't get it because, you know, the 99.99999% survival rate, whatever it is. And she goes, well, have you not spoken about it? And she says, yeah. And she goes, well, who are they listening to? And she says, they're not listening to me. They're listening to the mainstream media. This is a woman whose own kids are not listening to her own mum. And Anna said to her, are you jabbed? And she went, I had two jobs, but I'm getting no more. After what I heard about the Pfizer thing. And she went, right, okay. So what do you mean your kids are brainwashed? She says they're brainwashed by the Babe, or BBC as they're called, ITV, ITV and Sky News, or Sly News as I like to call them now. She says they're brainwashing all these younger generations to stick multiple jobs into their arms and do this and do that whenever they don't need to. They're fit and healthy. And that woman nearly broke down in tears in that interview. And that really annoyed me the fact that like they're forcing kids to get jobs now which is ridiculous and it's just part of the things that I see on the news and on the on the, this mainstream media crap that's why I don't watch Babe or Sky News or ITV News or whatever you know I was talking to mum on the phone last night and at near six o'clock and she was like oh the news is coming on I gotta get back and watch it and I'm like mum seriously see what I have to tell you today don't listen to it it's propaganda Okay, and as I said to you before, guys, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm pro-choice. Your choice, your life, whatever you want to listen to, that's fine. But from what I've seen going on in the world at the minute, like between all these mass shootings, between uh, pure innocent people getting killed all the time, you know, going into schools and doing it, doing it in general public, with all the COVID nonsense, all the bullshit with the politics, all the crap that's going on at the world at the minute. I sort of sit back sometimes and look at all that and go, what on God's earth is going on with this world at the moment? And it's got, and I'll be honest with you, it's got worse since COVID. And it's getting worse. And it's like, wow. I mean, what is going on? Now, another thing I want to talk about today as well, which is immigration. Now, before I get into this, I'm not racist, Okay. You, you come from any background in life you want, that's fine with you. Whether you're black, white, Chinese, Indian, Pakistani, you know, Jew, Jew uh, was it Jew or whatever it is, or is it a Jew? I call them Jew, I think it's Jew. Whatever religion you are, that's your religion, that's your beliefs. You know, at the end of the day, I have no issues with that. But they're talking about yesterday about all this, you know, people coming into the country illegally and blah, 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 which... It's a topic that I want to talk about on the podcast because it kind of frustrates me as well. And I, I have a lot of, I have a couple of friends, sorry, not a lot of friends, a couple of friends who I've got to know over the last 20 so years, which I've worked with, got to know, you know, know their families, you know, know who they are, who've come into this country from different countries, who've come into the country legally, who work, when I say hard, I mean extremely hard. They pay their taxes, they pay their bills, they work really hard. And I respect the hell out of them. For example, there's a guy I used to work with years ago in the car homes. He was from the Philippines. I'm not obviously going to give his name. He now currently, he started off, he came over from the Philippines as a trained nurse. He worked in the car home that I worked in. And he worked, I mean, that man worked around the clock. He works his ass off. He then left there after, shortly after I had left the home as well. He went to the Ulster Hospital in, in, in Belfast, which I think he's still there to this day. And that man works round the clock. He has a wee family now. He married a girl here from Northern Ireland. 
He's one of the most genuine, nice guys you will ever meet in your life. He's hilarious. He loves a joke and a laugh. He's got kids now who are obviously all teenagers now. That man works around the clock. And I mean, he works his ass off. Pays his taxes. Bought his house. You know, even send money back home to his family. Um, You know, that's fine. But there's a lot of ones that are coming into this country illegally who are walking into the country with their hands sticking out, expecting everything given to them. For example, now this is what really annoys me. Uh, they're brought into the country on these boats, right? And they're put into all these swanky hotels. Five-star hotels, four-star hotels, three meals a day, all they're being paid for them. Yet they're going out still and they're being antisocial, violent, disrespectful to this country and and more and they're going around thinking everything spins around them and all they do is, is get, think they can get everything their own way and if they don't they play the race card or whatever it is this really fucking pisses me off and I want to talk about this on the podcast because at the end of the day if you come to this country to pay work your way and pay your bills and work like a, and you know have a craft and bring a trade into this country and all that's fine but if you come into this country looking a free handout and everything handed to you, coming in illegally, and because you're not getting everything handed to you the way you want, you're going to start kicking off a fuss. You know, you see all this crime all across the UK at the minute. You know, over here, England, Scotland, Wales, everywhere, even down south in the Republic of Ireland, which are not part of the UK. You see all these people going around, these foreigners, whatever you want to call them, fighting each other, fucking machetes, running down the street, killing each other, going ballistic, you know, and... Then they're coming in on the boats. The government's letting them in illegally. They're being put in the fucking swanky hotels. All their meals paid for them and everything else. And then they're going around causing problems. Now, I'm not saying they're all causing problems. Don't get me wrong. There's ones that are leaving countries that, for example, Ukraine, who are going through a war at the minute with Russia. Okay, if they want to get away from a war, that's completely understandable. And I understand that to the highest degree. I respect that. Get them away from a danger zone, especially the small children and all, which I completely agree with. But at the end of the day, there is ones that are coming in. For example, where I live here in Northern Ireland, in Bangor, there's a hotel full of them down the road from me. And I've been told on good authority that there's been quite a lot of them down there causing quite a lot of issues. And there's been quite a lot of problems coming to that hotel. And there's been arrests. There's been issues. There's been problems. There's been, you know, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And... Now, look at me wrong, they're all not doing it. But there's some of them in there. And this is the worrying factor, right? I hate war. I hate arguments. I hate fighting. But there's a lot of these ones coming in from the likes of Afghanistan who, you know, are, are were in war with the UK and America and things like that. You know, when I was talking to a good friend of mine about this a few weeks ago, and he was saying, all these Afghans are coming into the country. How the fuck do you know they're not part of that? What is it they call them over there? Is ISIS or something? Or whatever the fuck they're called? What are they not part of that or whatever? You don't know what they're coming in as. Don't get me wrong; they could be good people. They're going to be get themselves a job and get a home and move out and you know get themselves sorted, which is great. But there's a lot of them coming into the country or just walking around. Hand me outs, gimme, gimme, yeah, gimme, 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 and they don't get it, and then they kick off. You know what I mean? But give me an example. You haven't watched my vlog from a few months ago. Me and Tony used to go out every Wednesday night for a couple for a wee while. Everyone used to go out on Wednesday night during the summer for a couple of beers. We used to have like a beach steam thing down one of these bars in Bangor. We used to go out for a pint. And we went out on Wednesday night. We were about to leave. And a lot of them came up from that hotel. 
Now, I think they were either from Afghanistan or wherever they were from. And the bar staff were telling us to come in, even at weekends, and they caused fucking nothing but problems. And one of the bar guys, was, he was screaming at one of the bar guys, one of the fellas, he was like, oh, you serve me drink. And the guy's like, the bar's shut. And he's like, no, 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 you don't serve me drink because of my race and because of my skin colour and because of where I'm from. And the guy was like, no, I'm not serving you because the bar is closed. It's closing time. It's time to go. Oh, no, no. This guy was amming it. I stood and watched this with my own two fucking eyes. And Tony walked over to him. And Tony looked at him and went, no, the bar is shut. He's not serving you because the bar is shut. And I said, Tony, come on, leave him away. And the longer it took them to get them out of there, but I don't know how long, but there was about five or six of them there and were all causing issues. But it's worrying because you see a lot of these ones coming into the country and they're going around killing people, abducting children. You know, you see it on the news sometimes in places like Bradford and London and all these gangs of foreign foreigners, some most of them are legal, not all of them are legal, but some of them are legal, are, you know, killing innocent people and lifting children and taking children away and running all these different things, these these the cult things to do with you know prostitution and all these different things. These these cults are going around doing this. And it's worrying. It's worrying for my for my kids' generation and their kids' generation. You know that all these illegals are coming into the country, and as I said to you guys, I'm not racist or fuck all. But at the end of the day, if they were, if you were a family and you were coming into the country and your intentions were, yes, a new life, I want to get, you know, I want to get a job, I want to get legal status, I want to get my family set up, I want to have a wee family, a nice wee home. I was living in a fucking war zone, wherever country it was. That, to me, is, is progress. I think that's amazing. You're coming in, you're moving into a new country, you're determined to set up and keep your family safe and all. That is fucking great. You know, legally work away, pay all your bills, build a home, have a family. You know, wonderful. As I said to you guys, I know a lot of people from Poland, uh, the Philippines, you know, I've met people from Germany. I've worked with all these different people over the years. And they're all great fucking people. But it's just these ones that make my teeth itch when they come into the country and expect a fucking handout. And i give you another, another true story. And this is just me being honest. When my marriage ended, right, back in 2013, I had never been unemployed since the day I left school. Okay? I'd lost my job just before my marriage had ended. I was made redundant. Uh, was it made redundant? Or, uh, I, think I made redundant. That's what it was. From home base, which I told you before about in the podcast. I couldn't get a job for fucking love or money. The longest I was ever unemployed. It was about two or th- maybe a month after I lost my job. My marriage broke up. And I, and as I said to you before, guys, in the space of a, a short period of time, I lost fucking everything. I lost my job. I lost my car. I lost everything. Lost all my money, my life savings. I lost my wife. I wasn't even seeing my kids. I'd lost fucking everything. What I want to talk about an hour in the podcast. But anyway, never signed on my life. Never signed on unemployment benefit in my life. So I thought, right, I'm going to bite the bullet. I tried to sign on on an unemployment benefit whenever I was in the last two or three weeks of my relationship with my wife. But they told me because I didn't qualify for it, which pissed me off because I've been paying taxes since I was fucking 16. Worked all my life. And 
they said no because my wife was earning too much money but I could do what was it called contribution based benefit whatever the fuck it was so I could pay my stamp and I thought right okay fair enough so as soon as my, my marriage and I had no money no income coming in so I thought right I want to bite the bullet I was emba- guys I was embarrassed how these people sit around all day and <sighs> were uh, people uh, oh, benefits people just been on benefits their whole life I don't know how to do it but anyway I went down I was sitting there and so embarrassed like I've worked all my fucking life since I was 16 paid my taxes all my life worked hard and I'm sitting there going right I have to do this because I, I need money I need to live I can't get a job anywhere but I'm still applying for jobs everywhere and I walks up to the to the counter and I was sitting there and this guy was talking about me and stuff and he was saying you know blah 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 you know we don't think you're still entitled to anything and I'm going I'm on my own I'm unemployed I've no money I've been paying taxes all my life what's crack and this guy like literally was telling me he was determined to tell me I was entitled to fuck all so I was sitting there going back and forth with this guy and in the next booth I heard this girl with an accent screaming and shouting at this fucking guy you must give me money for my kids you mu-. I remember this like it was yesterday uh, and the guy's like, how long are you in the country, miss, whatever her name is? Two weeks. Was it two weeks or two months? I can't fucking remember. It was two weeks or two months. Whatever it was anyway. And she was going on and on and on in this act. And I'm going, oh my God, seriously. Could you be any louder? Like, I was embarrassed enough sitting there. And all over this office, this, this woman was fucking screaming all over the place. And I'm going to myself, right, okay, what's going on here? So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. The guy told me to go. I had to go back, leave for a bit and come back for a meeting later on that afternoon. To see if I did qualify, which I knew it did because I was on I was on my own now. I wasn't with the wife anymore. So I'm like, right, okay. So I goes off a wee bit and goes down the road and gets a coffee and goes for a walk along the pier. And I come back like two or three hours later, and I see this girl sitting there again. And I'm thinking, oh fuck, here we go again. So I walks over to the guy, goes to the wee meeting, turn around, and say to me, oh, you might not be entitled to anything, but if you want to appeal against it, here's the details you need to do. Blah blah blah. So from paying all your tax, what age was I at the time? That was what, nine years ago? I'm 41 now, I've been 32, 31, 32 at the time. And I've been working since I was 16. Never missed a day off, never hardly took a sick day. Worked my ass off. Some jobs I worked 60, 70 hours a week to pay the mortgage and put food on the table and whatever else. And I thought, right, okay. So I thought, right, I'm going to fight this and try and get this because I'm doing a damn entitled to it because I worked my ass off all my fucking life. I'm on my own now. I'm trying to get myself somewhere to live because I was living in Tony's at the time with no money. And this woman, I, I, before I left my, my um, left the building, I stood and watched the demons hand her <laughs> a thing to go and get cash, whatever it was, a fucking thousand pounds. And she's either in the country, two weeks, two months, whatever the fuck it is. She's illegally, more likely illegally in the country. And they handed her a fucking check. And I'm standing there going, I've, I'm born in this country. I've worked in this country. I've paid my taxes. I've done all this, all this work. And you're telling me I'm entitled to shit all. Scrip and save, live off fucking tins of beans or whatever. Or starve, whatever. And this person walks into your country and gets everything handed to them. Just like that. And I'm going, I walked outside and we're standing there and I'm going, what the hell did I just see in there? But the point of this story is, 
It's the ones that come into the country who expect to get everything handed to them. You come into this country and you work hard. Guys, again, I'm not trying to be racist or anything. For people who think I am, I'm not. I'm just making a point. You know, there's countries that we could emigrate to, which they're coming from, and we wouldn't get everything handed to them. Benefits, houses, all this stuff handed to them. You know what I mean? I had a run-in with, with a parent there a couple of years ago up at uh, Brook News School. Their son was physically bullying my son. Like, bullying him to the T. And because he was from some other country, she screamed at me and went, Oh no, it's because I'm this co- I'm from this country and I'm this skin colour, you're, you're picking on me. And I'm like, no, I'm confronting you because your son is a bully. Playing the race card to me pisses me off. It annoys me, bothers me. At the end of the day, I don't do it to anybody else, so why should they do it to me? But the point of the story is today, guys, is I'm a little bit concerned at the minute with all these illegals coming into the country who are not wanting to work, want everything handed to them, and the government's basically giving them. And there's people out there like war heroes and war veterans sleeping on the streets. People who have worked all their fucking lives, who are on the streets, in weather like today, like weather like last night, the horrendous rain, sleet, snow, and they're not even given a flat or an apartment or not even given a benefit or nothing. But these ones are coming in illegally. Under Boris Johnson's government, by the way, I must say. And they're putting into all these lovely swanky hotels, all these Hiltons and all these fucking holiday inns and Ibis hotels and wherever else. And they're getting their three meals a day and they're getting money and they're getting everything on to them. Whenever there's guys out there and girls out there who sleep on the streets, who legitimately, now there's a lot of them out there because they have drug addictions and alcohol problems and things like that there, which I hope they'll obviously all get themselves fixed up or whatever because I hate to see anybody like that. But even like war heroes who serve for this country, who are out on the streets sleeping and the government don't give them jack shit when people come into this country illegally and are given everything handed to them on a stick. My opinion. So that, that really, really, really bothers me. And the fact that Boris Johnson's government was letting them come in by the drones every day instead of putting them back in that wee dinghy and turning them back fucking round and telling them go back to wherever you came from. Because they're coming to up through France and then they're coming from France across to us and then the UK is letting them in. Give you another example. We had a royal visit not so long ago. We have a sea festival thing here every year in this town. And I saw a video on Facebook, which I think has probably been removed now. And where that hotel is in Bangor, just across from there is where they have all that sea festival where they bring out all the, the festivities they have every year, which I think is fucking great. The kids love it and all too and all. They bring all these big boats in and cars and all this thing to do. It's a big sea festival thing. It's brilliant. It's great for the town. Brings the town together. And when there's royal, I can't remember exactly which royal member family it was, there was the, their car pulled up and to get out right across directly facing from that hotel and I saw four people in that video I think they were Afghans with their flags shouting stuff across the royal shouting they were offended they felt uh, scared and because of the royal visit they felt that they're being uh, racially abused and all this crap and I seen this guy walk up in the video and looked at them and says why 
For the love of God, are you starting this bullshit? Oh, this is against our religion. This is upsetting us. This is offensive. Blah, blah. And the guy went, you're not even in this country fucking legally. You're not even in this country. And you're standing there with a flag protesting. This is our town. You don't even fucking live here. And you're, you're causing problems by putting up your flag and shouting all this religious stuff. When all the, all the person from the Royals is doing is coming out and visiting and shaking a few hands and saying hi. And I mean, I've got my own p- opinion on the Royal Family. Which I'll probably talk about one day on the podcast. But at the end of the day, this, these people were just tumbling down to the Sea Festival, meeting old Navy people and people who served and, and whatever else. And it's a whole big day for family. And these fuckers are standing across the street shouting at the hotel going, oh, you're offended us, blah, 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 blah. The guy just says, take your flag, get back into your hotel room and piss off. And oh, it was a whole big argument, or whatever it was. And I just looked at that video and I went, what is the world coming to? Like, what is the world coming to? The fact that they're... Like, the person's just visiting. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's wor- it's worrying, guys, because... I saw an R guy who does online... Like, an online TV channel on, on YouTube. I can't remember his name. And he, he went up to one of them hotels, the two hotels in Belfast. And he was showing them how many there is. Do you know when some of these hotels, guys, there's like four and five people to a room? It's worrying, like, when I went to Blackpool in May and July, there's a big hotel, it's the Maypole Hotel or something, whatever it's called, near the North Pier. You haven't got a room in there for nearly over a year now. Completely closed down. Completely closed down. Now, this is what I've been told as well, which, <sighs> worrying as well. And I heard about this hotel where I live nearby as well. Now, don't quote me on this, but I've heard this from many sources saying that those hotels were given money up front they close obviously all their, their rooms and all their facilities. Like for example, if there's any weddings there or whatever, shut them all down so these people can come in. They're also being paid a lump sum and paid more money up front as well. And then their hotel's been guaranteed free renovation work and then an enormous big payment out at the end of it as well. So take that whatever way you want it. But I just wanted to talk about that today, guys. In no way, shape or form, have I got an issue with anybody being in this country from a, from a different country? I'm not a problem at all, ever. But if you come into this country demanding things and not wanting to make your effort towards the country, you want to live here illegally and you think you can get everything handed to you, whether it's people out there like myself and other people who've been working all their fucking life and pay all their taxes and get everything ha- and they'll get everything handed to them. That bothers me. And again, as I said to you, I have friends from different countries. I have friends in local football here from different countries. Um, I have friends who, oh, by the way, a big shout out to uh, Ax Welders and Bangers player, Lucas Guayazda, who his birthday was the other day, a big Polish fellow I've known over the last few years. It was his 20th birthday the other day, so a big shout out to Lucas. Uh, lovely big fella. Reminds me of the big Russian guy from the Rocky movie because he just looks like him. He's dead tall. He always looks dead serious. The same haircut looks like Dove Lundgren. But uh, yeah, great lad, Lucas. Um, I think he's actually back living in Poland at the minute again. But I want to give him a shout out because he's on my Facebook and he always likes some stuff on my Facebook, especially about the podcast and stuff. So big shout out to Lucas. Hope you hope you had a great birthday. But guys, I have no problems with people from different countries. Of friends, know what I mean? But at the end of the day. It's just a little bit worrying at the minute, especially when you see all these things on television about all these gangs and you know people getting killed. And when you look at half of them, they're illegally in the country. And I'm going to myself, 
what the fuck is this world coming to? Like, I think this world now, I've said before, is sometimes too politically correct, which can be to the degree because you can't say certain things now, and I won't be surprised if this fucking podcast gets pulled down because of what I say today. But at the end of the day, it's, a, it's about me voicing my view on things. And, you know, it's, it's just worrying the way the world is. you got all the, woke, the guys on the woke side going, oh, you can't say this and you can't say that. That's offensive. And, oh, he hurt my feelings, snowflakes and all that crap. And then on the other side, you have all these illegals running around the country with machetes and guns and everything else going fucking crazy and abducting children and killing innocent people and going mad. And it's like, it's war. what's the government doing about this? Like, what the fuck are the government doing about it? You know, they were saying there were so many, was it 50,000 illegals or something over in the last month or two in the UK? I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, you know, is the government doing something about this or what? Like, it's the same in America when Donald Trump was the, the prime minister, might as well say the, the president. He built that big wall right outside the border of Mexico. Immigration was down, jobs were through the roof, or, or sorry, employment, not unemployment, employment was through the roof. The job, the, 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 the the economy was growing. There was less illegals in the country. He was getting rid of all the illegals. He was just keeping the country. He's trying to get it under control. And then as soon as old as we like to call on the podcast on Tuesday, sleepy Joe Biden comes in. It's like, yeah, knock that wall down. Let them all in, sure. I bring them all in there, sure. And, and if there's any hurricanes or uh, storms coming, make sure you're vaccinated. That's what I talked about the other day. The world's going mad, guys, honestly, and I'm just concerned for my kids' generation and their kids' generation, especially, I mean, again, if you're moving, I know a lot of people who've moved from this country to another country, you know, a bit different if you're going to retire there, that's fine, you know, obviously you don't work anymore, but I know people go out there to work. I mean, I ran into a guy I used to work with in Curry's a long time ago, young lad, uh, Jay Jordan. His name was, and he, he went abroad to Spain to work in the nightclub and bar business. He was out there 10, 12 years, and he, he came back home again. And I ran into him whenever me and Tony out there a few months ago during the summer. And he said he had the time of his life, but he worked his ass off. He paid his taxes. You know, he, he, were, he built himself a wee home over there, but then he started getting a little bit homesick. So he wanted to come home after was it there 10 years or 12 years or whatever it was. So I wonder why I hadn't seen him around for a long time. And he was behind the bar one night. And I was like, what the hell are you doing here? Big hugs. How you doing? Went to another country. He was paying his way. I, I have family who went to Australia and lived. Who worked their ass off over there. Pay all their taxes. Never have a problem. You know. But it's just these ones at the minute. That are coming in. And are wanting everything handed to them. And they at the minute they're getting it. Because they're being put up in nice hotels. And everything paid for them and all and again guys I'll be honest with you like for example the hotel in Bangor said there was 200 of them illegals in that con- in that hotel and say 150 of them got out there got themselves a home got themselves a job worked hard paid all their tax listen I applaud them I applaud you fair play to you you've came from wherever you've came from you've started a new life you've started with nothing I started with nothing as well you know, when I built my life up again after my marriage ended. And it takes time. Fair play to you. Respect. Bow my head to you. Thumbs up. Shake your hand. Kudos. Well done. But it's these ones are fucking walking around. Thinking they're fucking going around killing people. And thinking it's great to just walk around and get everything handed to them. And they're not even legally registered in this country. 
gets on my tits. So there you go. I just thought I'd clear that up, guys. I know I've been ramping on quite a bit about it, but that's just my opinion on it. And if you don't agree with me, then that's your opinion. But that's just my opinion on it all, and it's worrying. I've spoke to a lot of people recently, and they're all saying the same thing. It's it's, it's worrying. But anyway, yes, I'm going to get on now here to a bit of one of a couple more of your emails and stuff like that, because a lot of you have been emailing me this, this past week or so. And I want to obviously get in, uh, and read out a few emails and stuff and a few messages. I've only got a couple here to do, guys, because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm through here um, to try and obviously get this podcast wrapped up as quick as I can. Um, I, I want to go through here the emails. I've got two, or two emails here I want to read out first of all. Um, it looks like it's from Fran- is it Francine, F-R-A-N-C-I-E. Sent me an email there uh, on the 18th of October. Says, hi Matthew, love the vlogs and podcast. I knew something was going on. This is about the Pfizer, by the way. I knew something was going on with the Pfizer vaccine. I know people who, oh, just probably. I know people who got the vaccine and got COVID. Yet before I even got the vaccine, I was in contact with people yet never got COVID at all from them. I got the vaccine and two days after it, I was wrecked, sick, and could not move. Sweating bucket loads and uh, was it sweating buckets was fine before I even took it. Anyway, Matthew, keep up the good work. And that comes from Francine. It's spelled F-R-A-N-C-I-E. Well, listen, here's the thing I said about it the other day. Mum's sister got the vaccine, her third or, her third or fourth job, because she's working in a car home. And she ended up in bed for a week. Guy I work with at the football club, his neighbours are now in hospital. So, because of the vaccine. So, you tell me, what's going on? I really, really don't know. It, it's it's concerning. It really is, Francine. It's really, really concerning. And it's just... Ugh. I'll certainly not be getting any more. And you can call me an anti-vaxxer or you can call me whatever. Because I'm sure there's some woke... Uh, the woke brigade, or as they're called, woke tards, or whatever, the far left, or whatever, are going to be listening to this and they're going to be going, he should be getting that vaccine to protect his mum and he should be staying away and staying safe and wearing 15 masks and 25 pairs of gloves and 12 shields and... No. My body, my choice. I'm not getting any more vaccines, especially after what I've seen. But, Francie, thank you very much for your email. I do appreciate it. I've got one here from, uh, let's have a look here and say, Peter, it's about Prime. Oh, Jesus Christ, Prime. I was talking about the other day, guys, and put two vlogs out there in the last two days. Lewis has been looking for this bloody drink, Prime. Before I read his email, I want to talk more about this because I was actually on YouTube the other night watching videos of people actually fighting in the eyes over it. Like, seriously, this drink, Logan Paul and this guy KSI have brought out. If you don't know who them guys are, they're YouTubers. Um, very famous YouTubers. And they brought out this this hydration drink called Prime, which apparently is better than Gatorade and better than all these other drinks. To be honest with you, it's my eyes, it's flavoured water. I was even talking to Tony and his daughter about it yesterday. This, is, this makes me laugh too. Tony's daughter, who is 12, she was in her first year of high school, Took a bottle of Prime in the school the other day, and some kid was so determined to get it, they offered her ten pounds for one bottle of Prime. Are you? It's flavored fucking water. Ten pounds for a bottle of oh, don't. Oh, I'm like, why? And all these people I've seen fighting over, and I was talking to my cousin the other day who works in one of the Asda stores, and he was telling me they're getting aggressive and nasty with the staff, and they're fighting each other, and they're going mad in the aisles over this drink Prime. Really? Like, what? It's, me and Tony both agreed yesterday it's a novelty, it'll wear off eventually. It will. It'll be a novelty, it'll wear off eventually. But all these ones, all these young ones are fighting amongst themselves to get this drink. 
But I got this email here from Peter. Now, this is a, this is a good one. <laughs> it actually mentions Tony in the email as well. It says, Hi, Matthew. Um, if only you and Lewis were at the Emirates Stadium for a game last Sunday, because they are a sponsor for Arsenal. Didn't know that. And bottles of it uh, are aren't behind any of the stadium bars. I go to a lot of Arsenal games, but never bought it, as it's £4.50 for a bottle. Holy shit. P.S. was home back home and got a photo with Tony in Betty Black's bar recently. Cheers, Peter. <laughs> Brilliant. So you must have ran to Tony whenever I wasn't there. You must be from here, but you must live in England. Four fifty for a drink? It's £2 in Asda stores. Or if you're listening to us in the States, Walmart. Like, really? For the love of God. This drink is going... But my, my Lewis is like, Dad, I really want to try Prime. He wants me to get up early one morning and go down the Asda as soon as the door's open to get a drink of Prime. I'm going, are you out of your goddamn mind? There's not a mission. But the fact that, like, Tony's daughter said to me yesterday, you know, she was saying, like, £10 I was offered for a bottle of it. And I'm like, and that kid was going to give you 10 quid for a bottle of flavoured water. Yeah, actually, they were, yeah. <laughs> I looked at Tony, I mean, Tony, she winding me up. And Tony's like, no, she's not being serious. Is going on? Really? Like seriously, what is going on with these people? Ten pound for a bottle of flavored water. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Prime I said to Lewis the novel they'll wear off son and you'll walk on the Asda one day or whatever it is, and they'll just be sitting there randomly and just go, Oh look, Prime, yeah. I don't know how you saw the vlog from your day, guys. I just wind up loose. The second vlog I put it mentioned about it the other day. <laughs> I put it out yesterday. We were in Iceland shopping, and Iceland sell the boxer Tyson Fury's energy drink. And <laughs> Lewis wasn't best amused. He watched back the vlog, guys, go and watch it. I go around and said, Lewis, you still can't get your prime, but you can get yourself some Fury, as in Tyson Fury. And the look, the look I got was priceless. I was like, Lewis, I'm only winding you up, son, but Dad, I really want to try this. I was like, it's a drink, no thank you. I give up, I really, really do. Anyway, I've got a message here. I want to go through it on the Facebook page here. Um, from Mark McNeil. Thanks, Mark, for the message. I appreciate it. It says, Great Tuesday podcast. Now, this is, this is a wrestling. Look further here. This is a wrestling-related question. So anybody who doesn't like wrestling, guys, you all probably know I'm a, an ex-wrestler myself. And also, um, I'm obsessed with professional wrestling. I've been since I was about four or five years of age. Um, but I want to answer this question. Anyway, it says, Great uh, Tuesday podcast. Matthew, you have a question for either Thursday's podcast or the next Tuesday's podcast. I have been a WWE fan since 2001. Flip. You must be young. What was your experience watching the Monday Night War like live between WCW and WWF? My experience of it all was I was only six in 1995. Oh my goodness me. And watched, uh, I remember this very well, watched Cartoon Network. So when it ended at 9pm, TNT came on for Friday Night Nitro, which was recorded the Monday before it came out. And I was only a kid. I couldn't get into it. It wasn't until 2001 when my dad got Sky Sports and my first Raw was the Raw where Shane McMahon bought WCW under Vince's nose. And after what I considered to be the best WrestleMania ever, WrestleMania 17, agreed. That was me hooked. So would love to hear your story on what what were your flying... Whose flag were you flying? Vince McMahon's flag or Ted Turner's flag? And who's your top five favourite wrestlers? Wow, Mark. That's a great email, Mark. Wow. 
If anybody doesn't like wrestling, skip forward. <laughs> Mark, 2001 was an unbelievable year for WWF, or WWE as it's called now. Um, I was always a Vince McMahon flag flyer. WCW, in my opinion, was always a company that... I always knew, okay, at the time they were competing with Vince and the world was a completely different place in relation to the internet and all back then as well because obviously the internet's obviously a big thing about wrestling. Now, my memory of the, the Monday Night War was, now you say I touched on there about Cartoon Network and then turned into TNT on a Friday night. I always remember Raw was on a Friday as well. It was, it was This is before it started getting shown live on Sky on a Monday where... Raw used to be on at 10 o'clock on Sky Sports. Was it 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock was it Raw they used to bring on Nitro? I can't remember on a Friday night. Anyway, but I used to watch, because I didn't have Sky Plus back then or you couldn't record one channel by watching another, I used to have to watch Raw at 2 a.m. Because, obviously Nitro was on and then you watch Raw straight after because it was repeated again at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's how I always remember it. This is before it started going live on a Monday night. But my memories of those days, oh my good God, oh, what a time to be alive as a wrestling fan. It was unreal. I was always a, a WWF guy, no matter what. I have friends of mine who are were WCW guys, which I don't understand why I always wind them up still to this day. A friend of mine, Sammy, was always a WCW guy. I was like, why? I always remember WCW used to be on Saturday afternoon on ITV, believe it or not. And it was always very kiddie-ish and it was just like, I used to look at it and go, that's a watered-down version. WWF's more, you know, extravagant. It's your it's your main show. That's the place you want to go whenever you're a wrestler. And when you ever seen guys going from WCW and then you see them appear on WWF Superstars or WWF Wrestling Challenge or a pay-per-view, you used to go, whoa, I seen him on ITV like weeks ago. This is before the big war started. But back in those days, I remember watching Nitro, or this before Nitro started, in 95 or 96 it started, it was 96. And I always remember those days like it was yesterday because it was a great time to be a wrestling fan. I know in 2001 it was the middle of the Attitude Era and you know WCW was bought out, as you said in your email there, from, from, from that was a storyline by the way, Shane obviously bought it under his dad's nose. And the fact that Vince only got the company for four and a half million dollars, which was a complete shock to me. The internet obviously was, wasn't as massive as what it is now back then. And that's what I miss about wrestling, because the internet ruined wrestling for me. Because obviously you hear all these things before guys even appear on TV anymore. But my memories of the Monday Night War on a Friday night was amazing. Dad, Dad used to be a big Bill Goldberg fan. Dad used to love watching Goldberg on a Friday night. I was okay about it, but I used to look at WCW. It was a good show, don't get me wrong, but it was never the same as WWF. WWF was was the, the main show. They had a better product, okay. WCW for, was it 83, 84 weeks for beating them in the ratings? But at the end of the day, I always, I always stuck by WWF. Never wanted to go anywhere else. I knew it was the main thing. And I, I've been through all those generations from the 80s, the high days of the 80s, the, the early 90s, then obviously the, the steroid scandal in the mid-90s, the early 90s as well, right through to the phase where business wasn't overly great and, you know, all the characters were like more cartoon type characters and the attendances were going down and then all of a sudden, you know, these new guys came on the scene, the likes of Austin and Triple H and all these guys, Rock, whenever they were like the ringmaster and Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Rocky Maivia, all these guys were coming through, they were classed as the new generation. 
But whenever Vince started turning that little key where things started to change and obviously the, the program got a bit more interesting, even though WCW was still kicking their ass in the RSA with the NWO and, you know, all these big great things that were going over there, I always prefer WWF. I was always loyal to it. Always. Always have been. Always will be. Like, you have AEW around now today. AEW is a great show. I love watching AEW. I think that the... the some of it's a bit crazy sometimes. I do love it. It reminds me of an attitude era, sort of like WCW mixed with a wee bit of attitude from WWF together. But again, WWE is the main show. Always has been, always will be. And I complain about WWE all the time being too PG, crappy gimmicks. You know, ever since the PG back in 08, it was it obviously had a couple of different decent storylines which have been good. Recently, it's been very, very good with Triple H being in charge. But going back to what you were saying about 2001, what a time to be alive. WrestleMania 17. Wow. 18, 19, 20. I mean, I've been to multiple WrestleManias myself. You know, and to watch back all those different shows and at that time was great. I mean, you were only six back then when you started watching it. You know, at, that's insane. That was, what, 21 years ago? So I assume you're about 27, 28 now, maybe? And I'm sure you probably still watch it to this day. I could talk about wrestling all day, but for anybody who listens to the podcast who doesn't listen to wrestling, maybe do a wrestling podcast again like I used to years ago. I used to be part of a podcast. I used to be on local radio called Outside the Ropes. We had multiple guests on it. We used to have, we had uh, WWF Tag Team Champion Thrasher. We had Finn Balor on the show twice. We had local independent wrestlers. We had Jordan Devlin, who now works in NXT in WWE now as JT, JC, whatever the flip his name is now. We've had uh, you know different personalities, ex-WWF guys, ex-WCW guys on the show as well. So, um, But yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I was always a Vince guy. No matter what, how bad the business was, how low the attendances were. And my top favourite five wrestlers, if it's just like a Mount Rushmore type thing. Top five wrestlers I've watched, and to be honest with you, is Austin, uh, Hogan, Taker, Ric Flair, and probably, hold on, see, Austin, Triple H, Ric Flair, Undertaker, and Hogan. And people say, well, why is The Rock not in there? Hogan was the heyday of the 80s. The amount of money he drawn was unbelievable. Undertaker, one of the great, probably the greatest character of all time. Austin, the biggest draw in the history. Ric Flair, one of the biggest names as well. And Triple H, look at the career that guy's had as well. If there were six, I'd stick The Rock in there. But that's my top five. I could talk about wrestling all day. and I would love to do a wrestling podcast sometimes, but... Um, unfortunately, a lot of my listeners don't listen to wrestling. So, but thanks for your your, your question. I do appreciate it. it. Means a lot. Um, yeah, so many great memories from back in those days. I still go back in the WWE Network and watch all the old matches from back in the day and get Lewis into it and stuff. Obviously, certain storylines I can't show them because of the different things. I mean, look at the stories they had back then compared to now. You can't get away with with the whole P PC world. Like you got a guy who was a pimp. You got a guy who was a porn star. You had people dressed up as different women and men. You had all these different characters that you couldn't get away with now. All the edgier, pushing the envelope characters. I mean, you look at the ratings nowadays, WWF Raw or WWE Raw gets like a 2.2 or 2.3 average rating now. Back in those days, they were getting 8, 9, 10, sometimes even 11 and 12 ratings back then because everybody was watching wrestling back then because there was hardly any internet around then and the storylines were more intriguing you know obviously they were over the edge you know all these different characters it was amazing 
great time to be alive as a wrestling fan. Thanks for your question. I appreciate it. And uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, actually what I'll do is I'll probably even respond to you today. And uh, yeah, thanks for your email. I was, uh, sorry for ranting a little bit, but I could talk about wrestling all day. Anyway, guys, I want to talk about this wee favourite segment here, which I told you I was going to bring into the podcast last week. Um, starting next week, guys, I'm going to put a poll up asking you who do you think should be the, the Murray Army podcast jackass of the week. So it's now time for the first ever, that's right, first ever Murray Army podcast jackass of the week segment. Do you like that we sound effect out of today? Do you like that? Yes. Donkey. Jackass. <laughs> oh dear. Oh well. Anyway, yes, going on. After deep consideration of what I've saw this whole week, you know, I could call a lot of people jackasses. Between Sleepy Joe Biden and all these different people who've been sort of real complete jackasses over the last few weeks or so. But I would say the first ever Moor Army podcast. Jackass of the week is. Can I get a drum roll, please, for this one? Because this is the first ever. Give me a drum roll, please. There we go. Nice wee drum roll that there. Not lovely. <laughs> the Moor Army Jackass of the week for week number one is the UK Prime Minister Liz Trust. There you go. Did the ah? Oh, not such a lovely wee song. <laughs> And the reason why she's the jackass of the week because she is a complete jackass. She's, everything she's done in the last week or so or last month or so since she became Prime Minister. All the promises she's made, she let all these rules out and then all of a sudden she's pulled it away and, and all to do with taxes and things they got there and people are calling for her head. And all I've seen the last two or three days or four days maybe is she's going to be gone before the end of the week or before the end of the month. She's going to be gone out of a job and she's, only, she's going to be the shortest lived Prime Minister apparently in history. So there you go. Liz Truss, the Prime Minister of the UK, is the first ever Moor Army Jackass of the Week. So there you go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, guys, yes. Um, so what have I got planned this week to talk to you about? Well, as I said, I'm going to try and get that our podcast done. And try and get out. Obviously get that done before the weekend. Hopefully this gas man decides to show his ass up. Um, I'm also going to be doing more uh, vlogs over the weekend. Lewis and I are away to football this weekend, which we're looking forward to as well. We're not going to get to watch the Liverpool game this weekend, which is unfortunate because it's an early kickoff and we're away to football. Uh, we did watch the Liverpool West Ham game last night. Uh, big shout out to my friend Adam, who you saw uh, in the vlog a few weeks ago, the guy who was up from uh, Lurgan, who was doing the ASAP podcast with himself, him and his friend Sean. He's a big West Ham fan, so. All I'm saying is, Adam, uh, what was the score last night, big lad? <laughs> um, yeah, great. Obviously, it wasn't a great match last night, but we win one nil. What's the most important thing? You haven't saw Lewis Nice live reaction video. It's on the Moor Army YouTube channel right now. Um, and before I go, go guys, I want to obviously give a wee shout out to uh, all the the housekeeping out to do here. All the bits and bobs again. If you want to contact us here on the podcast, you can certainly do it. But more email Moor Army Podcast at yahoo.com. Check out the website Moor Army. .co.uk for all your merch and stuff like that. Um, also, if you want to contact us on social media, official Matthew Moore, Moore on my YouTube channel on Facebook. I would appreciate it, guys. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty busy weekend this weekend, but I'm looking forward to uh, the football this weekend again. 
and getting back at it again. Hopefully we can get a full match this week, unlike last week where the game was called off. I think I told you about that, guys. The game was called off last week where the guy was carried off um, with a severe concussion where he had a whack in the face with a ball. And we actually thought at one point he was uh, severely injured and obviously a, a neck injury, but the ambulance took him away and uh, found out there on Tuesday night when I was up at the ground interviewing the manager and stuff like that there that apparently he uh, is doing well. He was just badly concussed. But one of our, our players ended up with a, f- a slight fracture in his ankle. He'll be out for about four months, which is a flipping nightmare. But it was a crazy week of football. <laughs> Matches being called off and oh, I was just insane, so it was. But anyway, guys, I'm going to go here now. So, yeah, bear with me in releasing those interviews. I want to try and get another podcast put out this weekend. I, as I said to you, I apologise once again. You know, stay tuned to my, my, my vlog. will be out later on today, probably, where... You'll probably see me ranting and raving again about the glass border. This is a flipping nightmare. I'm just hoping this guy turns up today. Because if he doesn't turn up today, I think I'll be pulling my hair out. I really do. Absolutely nightmare. Guys, thank you for all your questions and your emails. Um, I'm going to try and get sit down probably later on today while I'm waiting for this guy and respond to a lot of your emails because there's a lot of you have been emailing me in relation to uh, subjects you'd like to see on the podcast and stuff so keep your ideas coming in i do appreciate it, it means a lot but anyway i'm gonna go here now guys for another week for the unleashed podcast and i've had a bit of a rant today i feel a little bit better after getting that rant off my chest <laughs> and again anyway shape or form guys please remember i am no way at all a racist i just wanted to make that valid point about that subject we we're talking about earlier on about the illegals coming into the uk and stuff like that i just wanted to make that point across to you because it, it does make my teeth itch sometimes and I feel sorry for the ones who are legitimately trying to get themselves a a, a life and, and start a new life and work hard and things like that. that that really applaud people like that but it's the ones who just walk in thinking they get everything handed to them on a silver platter really pisses me off but anyway guys I'm going to go for another week so I hope you enjoyed the Unleashed podcast for another Thursday I'll see you back here hopefully before the end of the weekend with the uh, interviews as promised if a Scathman decides to turn up and if it is, I'll, I'll see you then. Um, but if not, which probably will be happening, I will do another podcast because I enjoy doing the podcast for you guys and I enjoy listening to all your, your response and stuff. So until then, I'll, I'll speak to you all then, guys. But then again, we're back on Tuesday for another podcast. So if you have any questions at all, don't forget Murami Podcast at yahoo.com or contact me on social media and uh, we'll read the best ones I right hear on the podcast. So until the next one, guys, hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. And wherever you are, if you're if it's miserable weather, you know, be careful when you're driving and out and about and things like that. Because I've seen a lot of car crashes over the last few days as well with all the terrible weather here in Northern Ireland and the UK. So if you're out and about, be careful, guys, because the weather and the wind's picking up too as well. Winter's just around the corner. So uh, stay safe, Lottie. And until the next one, guys, thanks for all your support. As always, I do appreciate it. Love you all. And I'll see you all in the next one. Thanks for listening, guys.